corpses, just not the shaving. It was my first day as crematory operator at West Wind Cremation and Burial, a family-owned mortuary, or a family-owned funeral home, depending on which side of the United States you live on. Mortuary, funeral home, potato, potato, places for the dead. I leapt out of bed early, which I never did, and put on pants, which I never wore, along with steel-toed boots. The pants were too short and the boots too big. I looked ridiculous, but in my defense I did not have a cultural reference point for proper dead human burning attire. The sun rose as I walked out of my apartment on Rondell Place, shimmering over discarded needles and evaporating puddles of urine. A homeless man wearing a tutu dragged an old car tire down the alley, presumably to repurpose it as a makeshift toilet. When I first moved to San Francisco, it had taken me three months to find an apartment. Finally, I met Zoe, a lesbian criminal justice student, offering a room. The two of us now shared her bright pink duplex on Rondell Place in the Mission District. Our home sweet alley was flanked on one side by a popular taqueria and on the other by Esta Noche, a bar known for its Latino drag queens and deafening ranchera music. Making my way down Rondell to the BART station, a man across the alley opened his coat to show me his penis. What you think of this, honey? he said, waving it triumphantly at me. Well, man, I think you're going to have to do better, I replied. His face fell. I'd lived on Rondell Place for a year by now. He really would have to do better. From the Mission Street stop, the BART train carried me under the bay to Oakland and spat me out a few blocks from Westwind. The site of my new workplace, after a ten-minute trudge from the BART station, was underwhelming. I'm not sure exactly what I was expecting the mortuary to look like, probably my grandmother's living room equipped with a few fog machines, but from outside the black metal gate, the building seemed hopelessly normal. Eggshell white, only a single story, it could have doubled as an insurance office. Near the gate, there was a small sign, Please ring bell. So, summoning my courage, I complied. After a moment, the door creaked open, and Mike, the crematory manager, and my new boss, emerged. I had met him only once before and had been tricked into thinking he was totally harmless. A balding white man in his forties, of normal height and weight, wearing a pair of khaki pants. Somehow, in spite of his affable khakis, Mike managed to be terrifying, assessing me sharply from behind his glasses, taking inventory on just how big a mistake he had made in hiring me. Hey, morning, he said. Hey and morning were flat, indistinguishable, under his breath, as if they were meant for only him to hear. He opened the door and walked away. After a few awkward moments, I decided he intended me to follow, and I stepped through the entryway and turned several corners. A dull roar echoed through the hallways, growing louder. The building's nondescript exterior gave way in back to a massive warehouse. The roaring was coming from inside this cavernous room, specifically from two large, squat machines sitting proudly in the center like the Tweedledum and Tweedledee of death. They were made of matching corrugated metal, with chimneys that stretched upwards and out of the roof. Each machine had a metal door that slid up and down, 
the chomping mouths of an industrial children's fable. These are the cremation machines, I thought. There are people in there right now. Dead people. I couldn't actually see any of these dead people yet, but just knowing they were nearby was exhilarating. So these are the cremation machines? I asked Mike. They take up the whole room. You'd be pretty surprised if these weren't the machines, wouldn't you? He replied, ducking through a nearby doorway, abandoning me once again. What was a nice girl like me doing in a body disposal warehouse like this? No one in her right mind would choose a day job as a corpse incinerator over, say, bank teller or kindergarten teacher. And it might have been easier to be hired as a bank teller or kindergarten teacher. So suspicious was the death industry of the 23-year-old woman desperate to join its ranks. I had applied.